Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and good afternoon. Well, if I can say good afternoon, my name's Carl Rodder. This is uh, Danny Kikuye. <laughs> Not Nadine Blaney. This is the COB. I was just saying before we came on, I'm fading. The market's fading. Let's have a look at where we finished because it was not a pretty day's trade, it has to be said, Danny. Not as bad as yesterday, though. So yeah. there we've got the SIBO 200 down just over nine points or 0.67%. And looking at my numbers for the ASX 200, off about 49 points, also 0.67%. So really, given the lead from Wall Street, we did sell off yesterday. That's nah, not too bad. Yeah, okay. So about three tenths of a percent. We'll see how we finish things once the postmarket auction finishes up. Uh, let's talk about the themes of the day though, however, and there's a few to pick through. Of course, um, I had a really interesting discussion this morning with uh, Chris Weston, who I know your buddies with as well, um, but just talking about how obviously this is being very much driven by uh, US Treasury yields. Um, mm-hmm. And not so much, obviously, yesterday we saw the, the downgrade in US um, credit rating, but it was that strong ADP print last mm-hmm. night. There's issues around, obviously, funding the US deficit mm-hmm. that is putting, uh, well, downward pressure on bond prices. Mm. And, well, here we are as a result. So maybe an excuse for a bit of profit taking as well, but certainly the, the, the maths aren't stacking up for a lot of investors now with, with yields back at around 5% very- in the front end. Yeah, totally. And it could be just as simple. It's like, you know, we've all been so bullish for so long and all the short coverings, you know, taken place and everybody piled into the bullish camp and markets look for an excuse to just say, yeah, I'll take some money off the table now. Yeah, definitely. And uh, well, that takes us to that point as well. Tight as a drum, the US labor market seems that way. We'll get the non-farm payrolls print tomorrow to see if we get further confirmation of uh, a very strong US labor market. Uh, but last but not least, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a moment. We've got Apple mm. and Amazon to look forward to tomorrow. Exactly. So that's $4.5 trillion worth of, uh, well, big US tech reporting uh, within minutes of each other. Absolutely. And I think uh, Qualcomm, I get, I think didn't they report after the close or the, yeah, yeah, last night. Yeah, exactly. So they um, would suggest they're down almost 7% in the aftermarket. So there's still ongoing weakness there in terms of chip supplies into potentially mobile phones. So I think everyone's going to be looking really heavily at Apple. Yeah, and uh, well, maybe a little bit of anticipation for that tomorrow, as well as the sell-off we saw in the NASDAQ last night, which was very much a yield story, led to a lot of weakness in tech today. Um, right across the board, I think we saw zero down by about 2% at different stages. It's not too bad, um, really, is no, it? No, it's not, not dreadful, but it was it was towards the bottom of the page. We'll see if we can get a, a look at those actually now, those uh, tech names. Uh, but Wise Tech off as well by 1.1%, zero down by 3% in the end. So below, back yeah. below 120 bucks per share. Um, Block might be interesting too. They're reporting as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll get uh, we'll get that tonight. Um, as is Resmed. As is Resmed to, uh, t- uh, tonight. Is it? after the close tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Resmed. Um, 
Miners as well, something to look out for, also weighing on the index at different stages today and um, not quite as bad as uh, the tech sector, but certainly some weakness coming through, BHP, Rio and Fortescue, South East. Iron ore prices coming down. Yeah, you were talking to uh, Attila Winner yeah, before, so, five bucks a tonne. Yeah, well, it's down, yeah, around 100. And uh, look, as far as he's concerned, the outlook isn't great at this stage unless the, you know, the powers that be really come out with a big package, which at the moment is not happening. Mm. If anything, um, some of the local councils are actually tightening on the escrow accounts for the local developers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, well, he definitely thinks that there's been a lot of speculative bullishness in in iron ore prices, which we're seeing. The bubble, well, not the bubble, but we're seeing a little bit of deflation at yeah, the moment. The froth being taken off, perhaps, exactly. Just a little froth, bit. Yes. Um, retailers, let's look there because there was actually some pockets of strength there today, and uh, actually none of it on your screen. But the consumer staples area of the market did yeah, actually push higher. Um, so here's West Farmers. Obviously, obviously, you can see the um, uh, discretionary names underperforming, maybe pulling back a little bit because they actually had gone on a little miniature run there for a week or so. Um, we'll flip over the page just to see the last set of retailers there as well. And actually, again, doesn't really tell you the story about consumer staples there, but still tells you the story about uh, some of this discretionary stocks which have naturally sold off with some of the bearishness sweeping through the markets in the last 48 hours. But uh, Danny, we did have some corporate news today. Danny EDI uh, expecting a non-cash pre-tax impairment charge of nearly $550 million in its upcoming res- uh, results. Uh, so that will be something to watch as we get through to earnings season. Our link also in the news, oh, uh, you yeah. can see the stock there down 3.7%. Yeah, that, that is not a pretty story, is that one? They've actually, um, yeah, pointing to full year earnings of $178 million on a revenue of 1.23 billion, up four and a half percent. But they're actually taking a full year loss of 418 million. And uh, that's on that US disaster that they had over there. So yeah, Link has really been disappointing. Yeah, indeed. And uh, well, we've actually had some broker moves today as well. City lifted its target price to Orica uh, for to $17.45 uh, from 17 so um, that's uh, something to keep an eye on there. And uh, well, let's push on, shall we? And uh, get to our guest for the next uh, 10 minutes or so. Get his view on what's happening in the world. Mark Gardner from MPC Markets joins us at the desk. Mark, uh, we've been talking about it a little while. That's eventually uh, maybe the cold, hard nature of uh, financial mathematics might catch up and yields will, will, will bite stocks. Is this what we're seeing just a little bit here? I think so, yeah, and I think Danielle summed it up really well um, in terms of you know there was a, there was a huge amount of institutional shorts about three or four months ago, mm. um, and then we ran into the AI rally. Um, and look, whilst the technology is is um, is definitely a winner for the future, and uh, and will will bring great uh, you know productivity gains, etc. Um, they're a mile off um, actually realizing any of that revenue, and uh, we saw that with AMD. I think last night, basically, mm. I think they rallied six percent after their results. Mm. Which I mean, revenues were down eighteen percent. Profit was oh, sorry, they lost twenty odd million dollars or something. And um, but then that, uh, the market started to question the outlook on the AI, which is pretty much one of the first cases where it's been questioned um, mm. in this whole rally, really. So it could be a bit of a turn. Um, Taiwan Semiconductors um, had a, which was really brushed over about probably three weeks ago, had a really dour outlook on on chips. They make sixty percent of the world's chips. So all the bullishness on these chip makers, I think, um, you know. 
was really the, the last two or three weeks has been real has been real froth. So um, yeah, rising yields don't really don't help, um, and you've got yeah you've got peg ratios at t- um, higher than levels from the two thousand and one tech crash. So mm, mm. there um, you know it's there's a lot of reasons to be taking profits up here, and if you've made great money out of it, it um, it doesn't hurt to take some off the table. Mm. Absolutely, Mark. I actually um, tweeted earlier on, and it was quite interesting in terms of this rally that we've seen in the Nasdaq. And uh, here we go. On June thirtieth, the Nasdaq posted the strongest first five uh, first six months of the index history, dating back to nineteen seventy one. Yeah. And um, yeah, a six month return of thirty one point seven easily beats the prior record of twenty five spot two in twenty nineteen. So. It's it's when you put it in context, mm. and as you say, earnings S and P earnings are actually down seven percent so far in this second quarter, and obviously, earnings expectations have been pulled down mm. for three Q and four Q. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got companies like Apple, for instance, mm. that are trading at a 33, 34 PE mm. at the moment, which is fine when they've got forward growth. Um, and traditionally, when they've traded at 33 to 35 PE, historical range is about 20 to 40. Um, you know, the the peg ratio has been like um, like a half. Like fair value is one. Anything above one, it starts to get overvalued. It's at two and a half at the moment, mm. which is extraordinarily overbought. And it's and it's basically because the uh, they're going to deliver their third consecutive decline in revenues tonight. And um, and the second half of the year's well, the this quarter upcoming is their weakest quarter traditionally mm. because everyone's waiting for the new iPhone. It's mm. you know in September and. Um, they don't tend to do a lot of sales, so um, and they don't really have the you know they're not really involved in the AI thing either. So um, and I would imagine that you know they make chips for um, for Apple as well. I, I dare say that you know that time and semiconductors out, dour outlook might be you know may have some forward you know forward mm. orders um, involved in it as well. So um, I mean that 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 factory in Taiwan makes more individual chips than all the other goods in the world <laughs> produced combined. Like it's a and there's sixty percent of the world's supplies, so it's a pretty good bellwether of, um, you know, of of how the global economy is going. If they're if they're basically cutting growth outlooks by ten percent, so so uh, tomorrow's results out of Apple and, and and Amazon they've often been little inflection points for for, for sentiment. I mean, considering we're at this kind of fairly uh, well um, touchy moment in the markets, perhaps you know, is there the risk that really um, a, a miss could sort of continue to. P- push us further to the downside or maybe even stabilise things if we see a decent result? Uh, they're going to have to be outstanding, mm. outstanding results. I mean, I, I don't think, um, I think Microsoft and Google both basically beat, beat estimates and came off. So the market's pushed itself to a point where even an outstanding result mm. doesn't really justify the price. And um, yeah, and with Amazon as well, the AWS results will obviously, it's basically all of their profits. Um, I think they they run on a wafer wafer thin margin for the rest of yeah. the retail, yeah. to be honest. So, um, and we had mixed results from um, from Microsoft and Google, but quite often you can get a little bit of rebalancing between the two mm. if they start to win back some market shares. So that'll be it's always a really hard one to pick because mm. you can't use the other companies that they're competing with as a, uh, as, a as a broad bellwether because they quite often pinch as we see with between Snap and Facebook and things like that as well. You know, you'll have one that goes really well, one that didn't and one that doesn't because they're uh, they're taking each other's market share. But um, 
Yeah, both are, both are basically expecting declines in revenue. And um, I think uh, AWS's sales growth has been easing off a little bit. It's not growing as fast as it was, but they still, you know, 30% of the world's, um, you know, 30% of the world's cloud services. So a bad result there will really put a, you know, really put the, uh, put a hammer on the, on, you know, on all these AI expectations because, you know, the likes of NVIDIA who have just been actively um, pumping this whole rally um, mm. with really, really large forecasts. If those cloud services don't, don't um, if those cloud services disappoint, I think we'll see, you know, those stocks that are at 480, 500 PEs across the board. I think Amazon's at a 330 PE as well. I mean, they're, they're, That's historical, they're, right? They're, they're, they're huge. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think it averages around about 120 or something yeah. like that. So. It, um, yeah, markets, markets are a little bit expensive. It'll have to be really good results. Absolutely, Mark. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And it's no going to be, uh, as you say, very interesting to see how they come out the, yeah. after the close. Cheers. Mark Arno there from MPC Markets. Uh, Danny, stock of the day. Yes. Janice, and Henders- Janice Henderson mm. uh, brought in $180 million in operating income in the second quarter of 2023. Uh, the dilated earnings sh- uh, per share uh, were 54 cents compared to 53 cents in the previous quarter. So as a result, it was in the news. We made it our stock of the day. So have a listen to what our guests had to say. Um, yeah, it's, I guess, comes down to allocation size and they haven't really been able to rake in those performance fees, but the farm's still coming in. So um, yeah, this one looks good. I think if you're after something that is a fund manager, this would be close to top of your list, um, just yeah, given that exposure and the company just sort of growing that organic exposure. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Janice would be a hold. It's, it's been a very topsy-turvy sort of business. It's, I, I guess I classify this as more of a trading stock. Um, uh, I think generally fund managers are really struggling and they have for a while and there's there's real structural headwinds I think that a lot of them are facing at the moment and um, although Janice seemed to have grown, grown its, its fund and its revenue, it still had net outflows, mm-hmm. uh, only minor, very small, so um, they actually seem like they're probably doing a lot better than most to be honest. Uh, um, as Josh said, you know, there's a good diversification there in terms of how they manage money and which markets they're in. So that does take some risk out of the book. Uh, but I, like, I'd be a bit wary of it. Okay, a bit wary of Janice mm. Henderson. Um, mm. And I had the good fortune too today, actually, Danny, to talk to uh, Pinnacle. Mm, uh, you did the CEO Emma Coon there, and it was a very today, yeah. Yeah, mm. they were off by about six percent at different stages. I think mm. it pulled back towards maybe two or yeah, three. Down, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Um, so not such a bad result anymore. But I mean, the story that he was saying was that well, for starters, of course, you probably spin it this way, but I were actually fairly pleased with how things have held up mm. over the period. But with interest rate uncertainty, people don't want to put their money into to riskier assets. So until that dies down, and that part of the world's going to be um, well, a tough business to be in. Exactly. Um, can't say who, but somebody in the industry was uh, telling me this morning mm. and uh, that, uh, look, there are 
fund managers uh, are looking for great valuations in this sector. There's a lot of really bombed out fund managers looking cheap. And I'm not suggesting anyone's going to bid for Magellan, so let's just put that right off the table now. But it's not surprising when you look at uh, some corporate activity starting to come in. Yeah, interesting. I suppose it's a much harder business model now too when you just don't have this constant flow of funds going into equities, um, or at least we haven't Passive. done in the last 12 yeah. months. Yeah. Mm. Um, so let's go to the leaders and laggards, shall we, and see where things have finished. Uh, Virgin Money at the UK, top of the pops, takes us to what we'll be talking about in just a moment probably is that the Bank of England mm -hmm. meets in about five hours' time. Tends to be very sensitive to US rates markets. Okay. Um, so I dare say that some of the volatility there might be off the back of there. 25 or 50, that's that's the debate. Yeah, so, yeah it is um, a debate. Could be fascinating. And the, the terminal pricing there is about 5.8%. So wow. that's a long way yeah. up still. Um, otherwise, few and far between as far as the leaders go. Event Insurance companies finding some love. Yeah, yields going up. Yeah, yields going up, absolutely. Defensives like Metcash, those mm. uh, consumer staple stocks that were green on screen today. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I also think a broker said QBE might have a little bit better than expected result. I think I read that today. Actually, the ACCC decides on the ANZ Suncourt oh. thing yesterday. I was speaking to, to Paul When's Brennan. When's that too? Uh, tomorrow, I believe. Oh, wow, Paul that's Brennan big. Had, yeah, Paul Brennan was on the, the, tra uh, the big picture on Monday. And effectively said, oh, you know, everyone's just sort of waiting for that because they've got a report soon too. So they've got to, you know, obviously prepare yeah, for every scenario so on this cool. decision. But um, yeah, so that's uh, that's going to be tomorrow. But uh, anyway, I digress just a little bit because we were talking about insurers. Um, let's go to the laggards. There'll be a few of those and uh, a few ugly Star. ones. Star. Star Entertainment. Downer, Downer as well. Downer was in the news. Just spoke about Pinnacle. There you go. Yeah. Uh, also, Polynovo and Link Administration. Actually, all that we've basically covered off so far yep. um, in, in the corporate news today as that starts to ramp up going into reporting season. Uh, small cap leaders and laggards, shall we? And um, nothing that really jumps out no. to me necessarily. In fact, the, well, actually, as you would imagine, I suppose on a day like this, the games were fairly modest in the small cap land. Yep. Um, laggards, meanwhile, sulfur. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. 35%, but that's what happens. Small cap stock, volatile. Uh, otherwise, no theme I can necessarily see there, but um, yeah, a bit of softness coming through. The markets, um, what we're looking out for tonight, and like I said, Bank of England meeting will be interesting. Is it 25 or 50? Yeah. Um, but US earnings, I mean, can't put it any better than, than you and Mark did just before. Amazon and Apple, high bar set, can they exceed it? Um, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. Block and ResMed as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that'll be really um, important for, for us. I think I actually mm -hmm. put ResMed on the other page because it's obviously, um, uh, a mistake, but um, <laughs> uh, US unemployment claims and US ISM services PMI. One thing we didn't get to pick up with Mark is, you know, everyone's been excited about this whole notion of a soft landing. But the PMI figures were dreadful in America. Well, the manufacturing PMI. PMIs, yeah, yeah was really weak. Weak the other day. ISM services tonight, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole story has been persistent strength oh, there. Oh, absolutely. And if that comes in a little hot. Maybe the kind of you know good news is good news narrative turns into good news is bad news because Correct. of what's happening yep. in rates markets. Yep. So we'll see NFPs uh, as well tomorrow night, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Tomorrow, however, as I flagged, ResMed, full year 23, that'll come out tonight. We'll be able to digest it tomorrow when the yep. stock uh, opens. Um, AGM, yep. 
Yeah, no, go on. Yeah, James Hardy. Um, That was just interesting. They've announced a deal with um, D.H. Horton, um, which is one of America's largest home builders. And I must admit, I I haven't got across the statement, but I actually thought that was, um, yeah, an exclusive national relationship uh, with D.R. Horton, America's builder. And, uh, yeah, I would would have thought that's reasonably significant. But the market, however, decided to turn tail on James Hardy and sell it down to yeah, okay. by 2.8%. Interesting. Okay, down down by 2.8. Um, last but not least, RBA monetary policy statement. It will be interesting because, well, the RBA had that dovish language about yep. its outlook. Well, relatively dovish language about its outlook mm. on Tuesday. So what's the tangible numbers there? We'll get to find out. We'll, um, decent set of forecasts, really, for what the central bank thinks for the next three years um, might inform the next couple of policy decisions, or at least Governor Lowe's final uh, when... It meets again in September. Mm. So plenty going on. Yeah, I had a really interesting um, conversation with the CEO of FIFO and he was talking about SMEs, which um, make up really the bulk of our economy. And Mm. they are really struggling. They're being hit. Um, Rising costs, interest costs on all their loans, they get immediately hit. Um, They've still got potentially staffing problems. They're seeing demand slow down Mm. and availability of credit is shrinking. So I thought it was really interesting because we keep on hearing, oh, Labor markets are tight and yes and yes Mm. and yes but they're starting to hurt so there you go i'll put it out there we will and uh in fact next week we'll get the i think latest sentiment reads confidence reads from Mm. nab so maybe that's we'll we'll start showing up in the data soon but uh in the meantime we may as well leave it there uh again Mm. the market down by what was it in the end danny i have the asx 200 down around 42 spot eight points or 0.58 percent at 7311 and the SIBO 200 down just over nine points or 0.67 percent and uh, just looking at the little aussie battler the aussie dollar there's a real war going on there just <laughs> to make sure it uh, isn't sold off today it's currently fairly flat at around 65 spot 33 against the US dollar and just worth noting for what it is worth at the moment we do have the Dow futures are in the green uh, but no love for Nasdaq uh, or the S&P futures at the moment but hey in these types of markets when they start to get volatile that doesn't mean very much exactly we'll see how we open trade tonight but in the meantime plenty of good content today so you can catch up on it all on your website and app have a lovely evening and uh, we'll see you bright and early Friday morning Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.